everyone, welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Today we have a special NBA playoff preview for you guys uh, as we get set for what should be a very intriguing NBA playoff season. Uh, today we're going to give you our thoughts on the first round matchups. We're going to start with the Western Conference and we have the number one Utah Jazz taking on the number eight seed Memphis Grizzlies now. In the regular season, Utah beat Memphis in all three of their matchups. Uh, the leaders for the Jazz this past season, Donovan Mitchell led in points with 26.4 points per game. It was Mike Conley who led in assists with six per game. And Rudy Gobert led the Jazz in rebounds with 13 and a half. Now, for the Grizzlies, John Morant led in both points and assists. He led with 19.1 points and 7.4 assists. Jonas Valanciunas led the Grizzlies with 12 and a half rebounds. Sedell, what would you say is the key here in this series between the Jazz and the Grizzlies? Well, the key for the Jazz is to just uh, try to get back healthy. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Mike Conley, Sustain some injuries towards the end of the season. And uh, those are two of their main scorers. Uh, as you said uh, just a minute ago, that Donovan Mitchell is their leading scorer. So it would help to get him back. But otherwise, they just need to keep playing the same team ball that they playing all, that they played all year long. And uh, the Grizzlies, they're a young team. So Jazz just need to use their experience and uh, team play. And they should sweep them, I believe. Okay, yeah. Now, that's what I wanted to get into next, predictions. Uh, yeah, I have the Jazz winning this one in the sweep. John, what do you have? I also have the Jazz. How many games you got? Yeah. Grizz might pull out one maybe, but, yeah, that should be a sweep. Okay. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to what is probably uh, the most interesting uh, series in the Western Conference. Now, not because of the matchup per se, but because you have the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers coming into this series as the number seven seed, yet they are the favorite here in this series. And this has got to be the first time that a seven seed is favored in a series against a number two seed in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns this year were led by Devin Booker in points. He averaged 25.6. Chris Paul with 8.9 assists. And DeAndre Ayton led the Suns with 10.5 rebounds per game. Uh, for the Lakers, LeBron James led in scoring and assists, scoring with 25 points, assists with 7.8. And Andre Drummond led the Lakers with 10.2 rebounds per game. John, what do you think the key to this series is? All right, so the Lakers have to play better defensively. Uh, because that game against the Warriors did not show me like any anything like they'll be champions again, uh, let alone uh, trying to get past the Suns, even though the Suns are the heavily unfavored to win the series. Booker has to ball out flat out. So 
Uh, Chris Paul can do what Chris Paul does. You know, normally Aiton will probably try to have to contain uh, Davis. So it's going to be an interesting series, to say the least. All right, who are you taking in this series? <laughs> I was going to pick the Suns, and then I figured, nah, that's not going to happen. The Lakers in seven. Sadell, who do you have in this series? I have the Lakers in six. I have the Suns in seven. I think I, I, there's something about the way the Lakers are playing right now. I, listen, they're ripe for the picking. And if I'm the Suns right now, if I'm the Suns, I feel completely disrespected. Now, I understand the Lakers are the defending champions and everything, but the Suns have had the better season, and the Suns right now are a complete afterthought. Like, people are picking the Lakers to just walk all over them. I'm kind of getting some, you know, not now, obviously not fully, but I'm kind of getting some 2017 Eagles vibes with the Suns. Like, they're going to be underdogs no matter who they play against. So I think yeah. right now, I think right now, everybody's undervaluing the Suns. This is the kind of series the Suns, I, I think they're going to win this series. I do. I think the Lakers are, are the way they played against uh, Golden State showed that there is a way to beat them. The only question is, can the Suns do it? All right, we're going to move on to the 3-6 matchup out west. Oh, met, I forgot to mention, the Suns won the season series over the Lakers two games to one. Uh, the 3-6 matchup in the west is the Denver Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers. The Nuggets won the season series two games to one. Uh, Nikola Jokic led the Nuggets in all three of the statistical, uh, I guess the major statistical uh, things he led the team with 26.4 points, 8.3 assists, and 10.8 rebounds. The likely league MVP. Uh, the Trailblazers were led in scoring and assists by Damian Lillard. Uh, that was 28.8 points and seven and a half assists. Ennis Cantor led the Blazers in rebounding with 11 per game. Sadell, what is the key to this series? Um, the key to this series would be the guard play. And, okay. Uh, and I think the Blazers have too much of that uh, for the Nuggets, unfortunately, with both um, – what's his name? Will Barton and um, Jamal Murray being right. out. Mm-hmm. So the scoring from the guard position uh, it is, is a big thing. Um I don't think Jokic is going to be able to carry the Nuggets in a whole series by himself to to win this series, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a whole different thing from meeting the team, you know, throughout the season one game at a time. And the Blazers are very much battle-tested. That's another component of this. And um, mm-hmm. they, they're the type of team that will be that lesser seed and upset uh, a, a greater seed. Um, and I trust Dame time. So, okay. the Blazers winning this series uh, in six games? I mean, yeah, in six games. Okay. John, what do you have in this series? Uh, 
Jokic has his work cut out for him. Uh, I got the Blazers and six. Yeah, you know what? I think we're all in agreeing, agreement here. I have the Blazers in six as well. I think the loss of Jamal Murray is going to severely hurt the Nuggets' chances uh, with as good of a guard tandem as what the Blazers have. And, Sedell, you're right. Guard play is going to be the major factor in this series. So uh, the Nuggets, although they are three seed, they're in major trouble. And now you're talking about, you know, a possibility of a seven and a six playing in the second round of the Western Conference uh, playoffs. All right, so we're going to move to the 4-5 matchup, and that is between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks won the season series two games to one. Uh, Leading the Clippers was Kawhi Leonard with points with 24.8 per game. Rajon Rondo led an assist with 5.8 per game, and that is – that may be the lowest number I've seen uh, as far as a team leader in the playoffs and assists. And Evicha Zubats led the Clippers in rebounds with 7.2. Again, those are low numbers, so that lets you know the Clippers, you know, as far as assisting rebounds, getting things done more on a team level than an individual. Uh, the Mavericks, on the other hand, were led in scoring and assists by Luka Doncic. He had 27.7 points per game, also with 8.6 assists. Uh, Chris Saps Porzingis with 8.9 rebounds per game to lead the Mavs. John, what is the key to this series? Uh, the key to this series for the Mavericks to win is uh, uh, you know, Luka has to be Luka for a good portion of the series. Porzingis will help out like a little bit, but, uh, you know, then you got the Clippers and playoff Rondo. And Kawhi and that that whole bunch. So, yeah, th- this is going to be an interesting series, but I still got the Clippers winning this series. All right, Sadal, what do you have in this series? Um, I have the Clippers in six, and I just I was going to ask if how healthy is Porzingis supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I I have the Clippers winning this series in six as well. I, I think I think this is going to be a very entertaining series. But I think at the end of the day, the Clippers have you know the better team, so I expect that the Clippers are going to win this series. Okay, you guys sit tight. We're going to come right back with our Eastern Conference uh, predictions. So you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back and we are going to discuss the Eastern Conference portion of the NBA playoff bracket. Uh, We will start things off, of course, with the number one seed, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are the number one seed in the East for the first time since 2001. Sixers fans will remember that as the year they made a run to the NBA Finals, lost to the Lakers in five games, taking on the number eight seeded Washington Wizards. The Sixers won all three the Wizards in the regular season, and of course... 
everyone knows about this little rivalry between Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook, which is probably going to be among the storylines in this series. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid led the team in points and rebounds, 28.5 points per game and 10.6 rebounds per game. It was Ben Simmons leading the Sixers with 6.9 assists. For the Wizards, Bradley Beal led the Wizards in scoring with 31.3 points per game. Russell Westbrook averaged the triple-double again this year. He led the Wizards in assists and rebounds, 11.7 assists and 11.5 rebounds. John, how do the Wizards stay in this series with the Sixers? Well, that's going to be a problem because Bradley Beal is hurt. So he's been playing injured uh, for quite a few games. So they're they're barely getting by. Mm-hmm. Beal would have to average at least fifty points per game, and Westbrook would have to <laughs> Westbrook would have to stay somewhat consistent because he's not showing me anything either. Mm-hmm. Because. This team was on like a hot streak, and then you thought, okay, you know, if they play the Nets, then it, this will be completely different. But all, basically, all the is playing team ball, and they'll sweep the Wizards. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I thought that the Wizards – would have been better served matching up with the Nets as opposed to the Sixers. Uh, you know what? I, I Initially, I wrote down the Sixers in five. I think the Sixers are going to find a way to sweep this series. Sadell, what do you think? Gentlemen sweep. I think they do get that one game. Okay. All right, well, the aforementioned Brooklyn Nets are the number two seed, and they take on the number seven Boston Celtics. It was the Celtics beating the Wizards in the play-in game to jump up to the seventh seed. The Nets beat the Celtics in all three of their regular season matchups. For the Nets, their leaders were Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, both Averaged 26.9 points a game. James Harden led the team in assists with 10.9 assists per game. Jared Allen led the Nets in rebounding with 10.4 rebounds per game. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum led the Celtics in scoring with 26.4 per game. Marcus Smart with 5.7 assists. And Tristan Thompson with 8.1 rebounds. Sedell. Can the Celtics even win a game in this series? Yeah, man, you gave me a, a lemon, yo. <laughs> 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 unless, unless Jason Tatum has a... Oh, hold on. Uh, nah, this is an easy fix. Okay. Oh, we're going to have to come out and come in. All right. 
All right, so the number two and number seven matchup in the East are the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, it was the Celtics who beat the Washington Wizards in their play-in game. That's how the Celtics ended up sticking at the number seven spot. Uh, the Nets took all three regular season matchups from Boston. Uh, it was Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant leading the Nets in scoring, both averaging 26.9 points per game. James Harden led this with 10.9 per game, and it was Jared Allen who led the Nets in rebounding with 10.4. For the Celtics, it was Jason Tatum leading in scoring with 26.4 points per game, Marcus Smart with 5.7 assists per game, and Tristan Thompson with 8.1 rebounds, Sedell just one simple question. Can the Celtics win a game in this series? <laughs> oh, man. That's the most complex question I've been asked all year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I really want to say not a chance in hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Jason Taylor has like a, a 50 or 60 point game and uh, uh, the Celtics play the best defense since KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen was there. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, they really have no shot against the Nets. Um, I got the Nets in three. And the <laughs> John, how many games is it going to take the Nets to beat Boston? Uh, two and a half. Well, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, losing Jalen Brown killed yeah. any Celtics had. Any yeah. Yeah. L- listen, did this uh, look? The Nets are going to win this thing in a sweep. The Celtics might as well as just go ahead and raise the the white flag now because this series is over. And we could just move right on past that and talk about the 3-6 matchup, the Milwaukee Bucks against the defending Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. Uh, it was the Bucks winning two of the three regular season matchups with Miami. Giannis Antetokounmpo led the team with points and rebounds, 28.1 points per game and 11 rebounds per game. Drew Holiday led the Bucks with 6.1 assists per game. Uh, for the Heat, Jimmy Butler led the Miami Heat in points and assists with 21.5 points per game and 7.1 assists. Bam Adebayo led the Heat in rebounding with 9 rebounds per game. John, is this series going to be entertaining? Should, should we watch this series or should we just get ready for a Nets-Bucks matchup? This series is going to get interesting, I believe. Okay. It it should be interesting, but it all depends. Can lightning strike twice like it did last year? But mm-hmm. there's there's extra key components that the Bucks have now that they didn't have last year. Right. So, I mean, Butler is going to have to ball out. I think Giannis is definitely going to ball out. Drew's going to do what uh, Drew does. If Miami can have another like consistent score, the series might go seven, but I got the Bucks and six. Okay. So, Dad, what do you got? 
yeah, I think uh, Drew is going to turn this thing around for the Bucks, and I have the Bucks in six. Yeah, again, another all consensus pick. I have the Bucks in six as well, and I think it's going to lead to a heavyweight matchup in the second round between the Nets and the Bucks. And I think. Any Sixers fan listening right now, this is exactly why you wanted the Sixers to be the number one seed because, again, I'm not going to say that Washington is going to just fold. It's not going to be an easy series. The Sixers are going to have to play their best game. They're going to have to play their best game, and you don't want to allow a team like Washington to hang around. But now we get to a potential second-round matchup here in the 4-5, and it's the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. I cannot believe we are sitting here talking about the Knicks, not only as a playoff team, but a playoff team with home court advantage in the first round. This is the first time the Knicks have been over 500 since 2012-13. They... Won all three games in the regular season against the Hawks. Julius Randle led the Knicks in all three categories. 24.1 points, 6 assists, and 10.2 rebounds. For the Hawks, Trey Young led in points and assists. He had 25.3 points. He had 9.4 assists per game. And Clint Capella led in rebounds with 14.3 points per game. Now, Sadell, you said I gave you a bad one with the Nets and the Celtics. So here's a very good one as far as an evenly matched series. What is the key to this series? All right. (laughs) um, This is is a lot because these teams – I believe are very evenly matched, despite uh, despite the Knicks sweeping them. Didn't you say the Knicks mm-hmm. swept them in the, in the season? Yeah, they 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 swept the regular season series. Yeah, well, uh, I think we could just throw that out the window because this the, this playoff series is going to be a lot closer than that. <clears throat> so for the Knicks, the Knicks are one of the top defensive teams in the league, if not the top defensive team in the league. So, and the Hawks are a very high scoring team, so it's going to be a uh, matchup of strength on strength there. Right. Um, but the Hawks do have one defender, and that's a key matchup in Clint Capella versus probably be matched up against Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And for the Hawks to win this series, they're going to need Capella to contain Randle. Um, man. I don't think they'll be able to do it, though, because Game 7 is going to be in New York on their home court. And I think okay. the Knicks win it in 7 at the Garden. Okay. John, who are you taking in this series? Uh, a toughie, but not really a toughie. But, yeah. Uh, I also have the Knicks in 7. Okay. So, uh I'm not going to say it through gritted teeth, but you, you, anyone that knows me knows this is like really like, uh, it's that orange. I'm, t- I'm, uh, 
I'm taking the Knicks. I'm taking the Knicks in six. Okay, I, I I think that I think that the Hawks have enough offense to win them a couple of games in the series, but I don't see them forcing a seventh game. I, I don't see them being able to drag this series to a seventh game. I think Trey Young is gonna, you know, he's gonna unload every bullet he's got in that clip, but it's not gonna be enough. It's not gonna be enough and. Oh man, can the world handle a Philadelphia New York series in the second round? <laughs> I know I'm not going to be able to deal with that. I know that for a fact. I'm I'm not. You know, and I I I'm not putting this, you know, I'm obviously not going to reach out too far and stretch it out. But the Sixers, if I'm not mistaken, they don't have to leave I-95 at all during this playoff series, uh, during this playoff run, unless they play Milwaukee. Correct. That's it. Milwaukee is the only team that can get this number one seeded Sixers off of I-95. I see what you did there. You are correct because my yeah. only- because Miami yeah, you can still take 95. Still take I-95, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, listen. Um, the playoffs beginning uh, Saturday afternoon should be a very intriguing uh, playoff uh, season. This first round, though, I, I, I'm looking at it. The Western Conference has the more intriguing first-round matchups. Because I'm thinking outside of, you know, the Knicks and Hawks, I don't really see the East having, you know, four compelling matchups. I think there's one compelling matchup, one question mark, and two series that shouldn't go more than five games. Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy this uh this playoff season. Um, by the way, uh, I don't appreciate the league putting the Sixers' first game against Washington at one o'clock on Sunday. At the same time, the Phillies are playing at one o'clock on Sunday across the street. I, I don't. I don't appreciate that. And you know what? I will agree with you because I will be at the Phillies game, <laughs> and and and, and I'll, I'll be down there too. I'll be down there too, and I'm 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 really like I can't even go. Listen, I can't I can't even go into a blackout zone. I can't even go into a blackout zone because one way or another, I'm gonna find out what's going on. I'm pretty sure that the you know the scoreboard operators are gonna they're gonna update it, but then even more so than that, by the time the Phillies game is over, you know Sixers fans are gonna be filing out too, and. I'll be able to take the temperature of the room just by their reaction getting on to the subway. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting Sunday in South Philly. Um, before we get out of here, um, I do want to send uh, two quick shouts out before we get out of here. One, um, it is my son's tenth birthday, so Jordan, happy birthday. Um, but two, listen. Um, 
I want to say something to many of my uh, classmates from uh, Scotland School for Veterans Children. Uh, it's a it was a boarding school slash military school in the middle of the state. Uh, I think around 2009 they decided to shut the school down, but everything has been tight knit as far as you know people still being able to be in contact with each other. And over the last week and a half or so, it's been rough. It's been rough for you know alumni and just students that went there maybe didn't graduate there like I myself I didn't graduate from there in high school but I still had a connection with you know other students that were there and over the last week there have been uh to my count four maybe five students uh former students who passed away including a, a former uh, football teammate of mine, uh, Percy Kirby. Uh, anyone that knew Percy knows Percy was probably the most gentle soul in the world. He was one of those people who could be friends with everybody in the room. You know, you, you, you meet people like that who can be friends with everybody without having any bias to one side or the other. And it, it, it was a rough, you know, it was a rough night, you know, uh, Tuesday night. It's been a rough week just seeing that and dealing with that. So anyone from my Scotland family, I want you to know that you are in my thoughts. You are in my prayers. Uh, please be strong. I know these are some trying times right now, but, you need you need to talk. You need to vent. You know you can always uh, hit my inbox on Facebook. Uh, if you need my telephone number, don't hesitate to ask for it. I'll gladly give it to you. We can talk. Uh, just yeah, it's, it's been a real rough week, and I have needed sports in the worst way this past week. Like having sports has helped me, you know, be able to see the big picture. And I, I don't want to end on a bad note. I don't want to end on a sour note. I do want to say this. Everybody, if you love sports, this is the kind of weekend for you. You have the NBA playoffs. You have some great Major League Baseball games going on. If you like golf, you have a major tournament getting ready to uh, conclude this weekend. You have the NHL playoffs, which to me, the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. So if you're into sports, this is the kind of weekend. Grab the remote, grab whatever it is that you drink, relax, kick your feet up, and enjoy. John, I hope to see you down there at the ball game on Sunday. Oh, rest assured, you're going to see me on Sunday. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be rooting for the pictures. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I won't be rooting for the Sixers, but you know, go Phillies! <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Here we go! Here we go! Yeah, don't start! Don't least, start your you shit, John. Hop on the! You can at least hop on the bandwagon while the playoffs, son. Yeah, oh, man, we left some the room for you. They're man. gonna blow out, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a seat They're gonna for blow you, out bro. the Lizards. They're gonna blow out the Lizards. <laughs> That's the easy part. Listen. And listen, uh, one quick thing I, I did want to mention. Uh, we talked about it last week uh, with the capacity for Citizens Bank Park uh, expanding. 
uh, come July. Listen, the three of us have to take in a game. So we just need to figure out what day is going to work for all of us to be able to go. I know it'll probably be, you know, on the weekend, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday game. But I, I definitely want to get down there. And speaking of, Pride, stop asking me when we going to see a game, buddy. I, pro- I know I promised you we're going to go to a game, buddy. All right? I, I'm, a, I'm a man of my word, okay? <laughs> All right, listen, um, John, great having you back this week. Uh, hopefully we can, yeah. you know, hopefully we can keep you back as the, the NBA playoffs roll along. Uh, hey, thank you, everybody out there. How would you say? Work has been a struggle, but don't worry. It's going to start to clear up more and more. So, Hey, I'll listen, man, I, I get it. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We are out of here, and we will check you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.